All right, guys, thank you for that. We'll get one more carrier update before we're done here for your Wednesday. Right now, we're going to welcome in Blythe Brumley, of course, host of Everything is Logistics. Let's talk a little bit about social media and the idea of a pay-to-play model. Blythe, thanks for being here this morning. Thank you guys so much for having me. Now, now, when we talk about sort of social media and sort of that that pay-to-play model, you have to kind of take it back a little bit to the history of like how you know social media was really invented. It was come here, build here, you know. Uh, then eventually it turned into advertise here. Now it's turning into well, if you want all of those same services that you have enjoyed over the last decade or so, now you have to pay for that same access. And so that's kind of where we're at. And Blythe, we're looking at this pay-to-play model, is it going to be really kind of impacting those who want to use the platform to consume content or really those that want to be able to put their content out there? Or is it a little bit of both? It's a little bit of both. I mean, a lot of accounts. So Twitter kind of started this as of recently. So they introduced Twitter Blue. It was kind of a disaster as far as the rollout is concerned. But they have had about $11 million in revenue just by people paying for their subscription service to the platform. Now, what that subscription service gives you is a little bit of a greater reach on the platform. You can upload longer videos. Your replies to other people's tweets are going to be higher up in the algorithm or show higher up in the list of replies. There's all these so, so-called benefits that you get from paying for this service. Well, you know, Facebook and Instagram, they're pretty famous for copying other platforms' main features. So they have entered the ring as well, offering paid subscription, paid verification. So that's around, I believe, $15 a month for both of those platforms. And so now you have this, and now even Google is is introducing their own sort of paid verification blue check mark as far as advertisers are concerned. So it is this issue of, as we enter this new sort of information era and where information or where attention is being spent online, are you still going to pay for the same access to these platforms that you've had for a while that you're not exactly sure if you're going to be using them anymore? But you know, some of these platforms are finding success. LinkedIn kind of famously has had a paid version of their platform ranging anywhere from $30 to around $80 a month for LinkedIn sales navigator. They've had that for years. And so it's kind of a weird place that we find ourselves in with social media where, where LinkedIn gets the rare win and the rare, you know, sort of setting the scene for all of these other platforms to sort of copy that main paid feature. So obviously, if you are getting into this type of model, you're talking a little bit about self-content moderation because people who have the funds and who have the ability to make those monthly payments, their content is going to end up being prioritized. Do you think that we eventually get to a point where we see people who are regular social media users starting to maybe stand up and say, hey, this has a little hint of classism to it. Because if you simply can't afford to pay for this, your content then gets pushed down to the bottom. But at the same time, social media makes no requirements to be an even playing field. What do you think that that looks like from a user standpoint and how much pull maybe those paid users have over the ones who simply can't afford it? Well, it's interesting that you you mentioned that because Elon Musk, you know, he made this announcement just a few days ago that you only verified Twitter blue subscribers are going to be showing up in the For You page. Now, for folks who don't know, the For You page is their algorithm that's sort of copied from TikTok's, uh, you know, algorithm that they've had a tremendous amount of success with on that platform. Twitter is trying to essentially copy that to have two different feeds, a following feed where everyone you follow shows up in that feed and then a For You feed. 
feed, where is it's the default. As soon as you log into the platform, that's your for you page is all of these paid accounts, but then also some of the best tweets or some of the best content from the people you are already following. They see it as kind of like a, a, a bridge between, between two worlds where you can discover new content that you may not have known about, but also still see the best of content on that For You page. He had to come back out and say that not only are the paid subscribers just going to be on the For You page, the people that you follow and the best of information is also going to be there as well. But you're still relying on a third party to make those kind of determinations. And I would argue that the best part of Twitter is watching it during a live event. And when you're watching it during a live event, you can see the instant reactions of something that's going on, maybe in the world of sports, where an insane game just finished off and you just see a flood of tweets come into the platform. They've lost that appeal. And so I think the more that you start adding in complicated features into a platform where you know a lot of users are just used to using Twitter in a certain way, now when you start adding in all of these different paid elements to it and the feed becomes uh, not as good of quality or something just not you're not used to seeing, and that starts affecting all of these major social media platforms. I think we have a real issue on our hands where folks are, they're subscription fatigued, they're social media fatigued, that's for sure. But still a, a good portion, it's about 76% of, of US residents have at least one social media account. So you could make the argument that this is a good business case in order to fight against spam. But you could also make the argument that turning a, a blind eye to spam over the past 10 years has given us the result of, of the interactions that we have today on social media and who is to blame for that. And that's the companies. So then on the flip side, you've got a lot of these other companies who have invested a ton of time and a ton of money into developing their social media presence over the last decade, because that's what we were told, right? Is that marketing yourself is necessary on social media to get eyes in front of that. And you can't exactly expect these companies to say, okay, you know what? We're paying for a social media content producer. We're paying for a social media manager. Now we have to pay for the social media itself, especially at a time when you get into recessionary times and most companies cut back on marketing spending. That's one of the first things to go. How much influence do you think that we have with that eventually to when you get to the point where you might see big companies like, I don't know, Wendy's. Wendy's is huge on Twitter, right? They're funny. They're hilarious. They're a huge company. Do they maybe say, we're not going to pay for this? And then we start to see some of that rolled back when we get these major corporations saying, we just simply have no interest in it. I think for a lot of these companies, it's kind of a drop in the bucket for them to spend this kind of money. And for a brand page in particular, it's it's significantly more expensive. It's about $1,000 a month if you have a brand account and you want it to still have the same, you know, sort of blue checkmark benefits that the personal accounts are getting with their blue checkmark. And so you could see that, but I would imagine that if you've spent this, this long in, in building your brand on a certain platform, you're probably going to just play by the algorithm gods and just pay the small fee. But it, I would see it as more of you're going to pick and choose one platform, maybe two of where you're going to pay that subscription fee versus paying this fee for all of these different accounts where, you know, a lot of us have three, four, sometimes five social media accounts on all these different channels. Are you going to still be as active as you are on the rest of those channels if you're not paying for it and it's a downgraded experience? Probably not. You're probably going to pick one or two and you're going to focus your energy there and probably eventually pay that, you know, $12 a month, $15 a month subscription fee. And Blythe, real quick, does this open the door for other competitors? So I think back to when Instagram made a few changes, Be Real started to kind of really pop up in popularity. 
does this kind of shifts in social media kind of open the door to say, hey, you know what, this is a completely open platform, no subscriptions here? I, I'm not exactly sure because w- with everything that we're seeing going on with the TikTok ban right now, if you do have a serious competitor come into the mix, then you're going to have somebody like a Mark Zuckerberg just plant, you know, bad PR stories about you to media companies all over the country and then try to get the government to ban you. So I think it's 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 kind of um, a little bit of a, a curious case right now in social media where we have the first real contender against Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and they're actively trying to get it banned. That's a separate argument on if it should be banned or not. But I, I think it's, they're trying to make it incredibly more difficult for new players to enter the ring. And if they do, then they're going to try to sabotage that that attention. It's not just the, the subscription model, but it's also the attention. Where's the attention going? And more and more, we're seeing that attention is going to these other platforms, to subs- other subscription services. But those have more of a video on demand, more of a, a, a customized feed. Um, so maybe that's where social media will go in the future. But time will tell if folks will actually pay for this. Amazing, Blythe. A great content as always. People want to get more content like this. How can you do that? They can head over to everythingislogistics.com. That's where the podcast, email, uh, social media accounts, all of that is listed right there. Awesome, Blythe. Thanks so much for joining us today. Right now, we're going to head over to the wall because we have Kaylee Nix with our next weather update.